Welcome to the Modern Spiritual Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dr. Brenda Brummond, an entrepreneur, doctor, mindset coach, and self-help junkie. I'm super passionate about helping women get out of their own way and stop the mental self-sabotage to step into their soul's purpose and create miracles in every area of their life. And I'm Dr. Dennis Brummond, a men's performance coach, doctor of chiropractic, and a major critical thinker. I'm obsessed with helping men navigate life's challenges to master their mindset, improve their emotional intelligence, and find a greater purpose. We created this podcast to help men and women whose relationships have gotten stale, stuck, and distant, who crave something brand new, a whole new way of elevating themselves and their relationship. We'll share how we went from rock bottom with cheating, lies, and addictions to learn how to forgive and grow on all levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally, to become a modern spiritual power couple. Let us take you somewhere new, somewhere you've never even been before. We believe there's greatness inside each and every one of us, and together we can be unstoppable. Hello and welcome, power couples. Hello. We are here today to talk about a hot topic at least it definitely is in my opinion, because who doesn't want to know what is the number one biggest downfall in every relationship? And what that is, is that you think you know who your partner is, and you don't. Now, I know that sounds like a bold statement, because a lot of you are thinking, what is she talking about? Of course I know who that person is. Of course I know who they are. That's why I'm with them. But the fact of the matter is, and this gets really tricky, as you may have figured out so far, Dennis and I, when we work with individuals, when we work with couples coaching, we love to understand the mind and how it thinks and why it thinks the things it does and how it sabotages us. And yeah, really, how it runs the interference. Yeah, and, and the mental spinning that's going on in our minds. So I like to think of us as kind of mind architects also. So let's pull back the layers on this. So in A Course in Miracles, there's a part, and that's one of our favorite spiritual books. You'll probably hear us mention a lot. It says there's a whole lesson in the workbook part dedicated to this. And it says, as soon as you think you know what something is, and as soon as you actually like label it of what you think it is, then you will disregard it from that point on. So for instance, you know, if you look around you right now, what do you see? A desk a window, a car, as soon as you label something, then the mind shuts off all other meaning and possibilities. And we have to be really careful of this in relationships, right? Because as soon as you want to say, oh, that's my wife. Oh, that's my boyfriend. Oh, that's my, it's, there's so many layers and so many levels to people and to individuals and the fact of the matter is, we are all different people, brand new people every single day. 
our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions change by what happens to us, by how we grow, by how we change, by how we evolve. And you never, ever, ever want to feel like your relationship gets stuck or stale or boring. Yeah. And I think if you look at the science behind it, the newest science right now behind this is that think of it as your brain. Your brain is a judger. It's an interpreter. And it basically functions on fear. And so the new science that they're talking about is that don't we all, when we walk into a room or we go into some place, the mind is, or the mind, let's see brain again, it's a big distinction. The brain is judging everything and judging everyone. And it's, so it's always laying on all of the things that it's learned from the past and mostly based on fear. And we judge each other and we judge ourselves and it happens so fast that we hardly are aware of it. So what's so powerful about this concept is remember how much first you have to be aware of something before you can change it. If you're not aware of what's going on, you can't change it. And no wonder so many of us um, fail or fail or, you know, we go through a relationship, another relationship, different relationship. And we're always going through these different relationships. And I think not being aware of what is going on. And how come I think that's why this topic is so huge for men and women is that because we feel like after we've gotten to know someone for three months, six months, a year, we feel like, ah, oh, things are kind of getting stale or a little more boring. What's going on? And so if you don't even understand what's happening, then it's so easy to go, well, how we describe it, or I talk about it is, the ego basically works on that, so the brain, and then once it's bored with something, once it takes, 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 and, and, and gets what it wants, okay, okay, I've had enough of that person, boom, then it wants to jump to the next one. And if you don't understand that, you know, you can be just stuck over and over again. And you've heard me use that example before of my younger brother when I was talking about when I first was dating Brenda for a while and really getting to be good friends with her, and I was talking about how gosh, she's super pretty. She's so smart. All these great compliments I had. And then I'm thinking, God, I don't know what's wrong with her. And luckily my brother pointed out the obvious that it's hard to see in ourselves. But he said, what if there's nothing wrong with her? And that was like a eureka moment for me that huh, I never thought about that. What if it's me? Maybe that's why the, the other past girlfriend and another girlfriend and a girlfriend before that didn't work. What if it was Oh, I was having to look at myself. This is the common denominator. And so if you're open to looking at that, you start to go, oh, yeah, you know, start to really get dig deep and, and consider maybe it's me that I need to work on. And now I would say for Brenda and I is that we're both aware of that judgment part of the mind. And what Brenda's talking about is if you understand that, you start to see that, oh, my gosh, I've probably laid all kinds of judgments on top of my spouse or my um, significant other. And so what we're talking about here is then what do we do about it? How do we recognize it? And how can we move forward and improve that relationship? Yeah. So we have to stop and even look at where are the times that that shows up in our relationship? Well, the most glaring, obvious example is like Dennis says, okay, you meet someone new 
everything's so fresh and new. You're bringing the best you to the table. They're bringing their best self to the table. Everyone's just absolutely going out of their way for the other person, enjoying each other's company. And then a few months or a year, whatever, a few weeks for some people, it starts to get stale or it starts to get boring or you get sick of the other person. I can remember a great story. And I think it was both ways. Me and the next girlfriend, I was coming home from, I think I've shared this with Brenda before, but getting home from either school or college, I don't remember where, but coming into the room and kind of like, you know, at first when you're just a newlywed and you come over and see the other person, you're so excited to see him, give him a big kiss. And it had gotten to a point where I realized it was like, hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> and I think, you know, it was like the, just not a great greeting. And it was like, I think we both noticed it that like, what happened? You know, it wasn't like we were really excited to see each other anymore. And I mean, I'm sure many of us can relate. And not that every day you have this perfect thing that you come home to, but you start to feel it, don't you? Like when, what's starting to change? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it reminds me of even, do you remember years ago, there was that book and then turned into a movie called He's Just Not That Into You, where like it would be the, I just remember the author of the book was on Oprah and you know, women would stand up in the audience and say, oh, I just love your relationship advice. You know, everything was going so well, you know, for the first three months and everything was just perfect. And I loved it. And now he's just not returning my phone calls very well. He's just taking so long to get back to me. And, you know, and then another girl would stand up and say, hey, yeah, mine was going really great. And then all of a sudden, like, he doesn't hold the door open anymore. And he doesn't do this. And he doesn't do that. And this guy's response to every one of those is, well, he's just not that into you anymore. And at the time, and this was like, I want to say, early 2000s, maybe, or even late 90s. At the time, everyone was like, wow, that's like, that's really cutting edge, you know, wow, he's really not that into you. Okay, that's what the problem is. But really, if you think about it, that's exactly what Dennis is saying is yep. the problem is, doesn't it make you curious after a while, that what makes you reach that point where you're just not into that person anymore? And one is that you think you know who they are, you have already labeled them with what you believe to be true. The mind works by throwing judgments on the other person, not even consciously, very unconsciously, very subtle things. And so you paint a picture of that other person. So at the time, you're at that point where you're just like, oh, I don't know what it is in that relationship. And you kind of cross it off. Like, this is just not going to go anywhere anymore. And obviously, there's cases when that is true. You've think, reached a point where you have, you know, connected with that person and you feel like you've gotten to know them really well and you're just not a good match. That we're, we're not talking about that here. We're talking about where you know deep down, like you know this is your person or it's your husband or wife or you just feel like you know it is. But the whole point of this podcast, you want to take things to a higher, better, newer level, better than you've ever been before. So we have to step back and figure out why. How did we get here? We have to understand the rules of the mind, the game that we're playing here, or you start repeating these same circles and cycles all over again. Are you done settling for a mediocre life and you know you're ready for a change? 
and you want to improve not only your relationship, but yourself? Then we have the answer you're looking for. Let us teach you in 10 weeks what took us 20 years to learn. Sign up for our Live a Life Beyond program today. Your most complete, fun, and exciting personal development program for a fit body, clear mind, and peaceful soul. We'll show you step-by-step in a simple way how to create that next level you. Right now, Live a Life Beyond is half off. You can sign up for one payment of $497 or three payments of $197. Go to livealifebeyond.com to start your journey today. So I think it's, you know, really important for women, especially then to see so, oh, he's not that into you. Well, this is, you know, I would say new research out. I think that the men have always just felt like, I think it happens more with men because of their the ego it's like a little bit inborn more in men where okay they get through that honeymoon phase and then it's a little bit more natural that then if they don't understand what it is if the men don't understand oh my gosh that's coming from the ego that animal nature part of me that's like okay i've had that time to move on so one for women to recognize that that's probably going to be a big trigger for the men. And then it's up to you women to really start to decide. I think, do I want to try to work with this person and go through it like Brenda said? Or if you just know this one is just probably not, you know, it takes some awareness, I think, in the the man to be at least somewhat willing to work on himself. And for the women to at least recognize what's going on is that's that repeat factor. And then could you have a open and honest discussion where the two of you could probably, you know, talk about this so that then for the men, they can start to see, oh, okay, maybe these are some insights that I could use to, because the men would love also too to have the relationship, hey, you know, get better. Or like you said, they've been married for a long time and it was really good and it just slowly changed. What can we do about that? You know, what can we do to make this better? And can we regenerate this relationship and make it better than it's ever been before? So I think what, you know, is exciting for couples. And I think we have to to back up also to the point of the goal here is, and we'll bring this up as often as we can, and this is the whole point behind why we're here visiting with you, is that each individual person in the relationship needs to focus and work on themselves first and bring the best them to the relationship. Because here's the difference too. We know when we've been in these past relationships where we hit that wall with the person and we're just like, this is just not going anywhere and I can just see it. And then, you know, there's a whole different level of being in this like committed relationship where we know darn well we want to make it work but we don't know what's blocking it. Like what's that invisible wall? Mm -hmm. What's that glass ceiling in the relationship that we just can't move past? And so I can guarantee that's the time when you need to stop looking at the other person, Mm -hmm. turn around, go back inside, focus on yourself. Because a happier person, not just surface level happier, but a happy person on all levels, 
body, mind, and soul. When you know who you are at the deepest level, and you really start to like who you are, Mm -hmm. and dare I say, you really start to love who you are, not in an ego, superficial basis, but that real deep knowingness of who you are, you will be quick to know like, yes, this person is for me. Yes, there's things I need to work on, but I want to work on those things. Or you come to a realization where you're just like, out of love, this is just not right for me. Mm-hmm. This other person just isn't right for me. Or not ready. Yep, or not right. ready to take that next step. So I think a great one is turn the flashlight around, right? Bring awareness to yourself to look at and see Okay, is this coming from that old part of the brain, the old reptilian that we use about the the ego part that's just so judgmental, and then laying those judgments on that other person where you're willing to look and think, oh, that I bet is what's happening, which has happened before and before. And then, like Brenda said, okay, if I recognize that, that's the first thing to be homework. What do I do about it? What can I do about it? And I think we've both talked about you know, is when you're working on yourself, isn't it interesting? So for the guys out there, if you're like, okay, what can I do to work on myself? And how can I clear up my windshield wipers that have put these judgments on my wife or significant other or whatever? How can I work on myself so I can see that other person more clearly? And I think a couple great things, just like Brenda said also from A Course in Miracles, is When you start to go, okay, I recognize that's what I'm doing. Now, how can I try to see them with new eyes or different way of looking at them? And I know there's a couple of great ways you can just ask a question. Who is she really? Yeah. You know, and don't answer it. Almost like really look at your wife like, you know, what don't I know about her yet? And who is she? I dare, you know, try this once for a day, you know, just say, okay, I'm going to ask that like, 50 times today in my mind, not out loud. You don't have to say it out loud, but just ask, who is she really? Who is that woman? What don't I know about her? And what that will do is it will shut off the reptilian brain, the ego mind that's judging and labeling all the time, because now you're asking a question about that person and start to see if that doesn't spark a little bit more interest. And isn't it cool when you really get that, that I think that's where, you know, for men too, wouldn't you love to take that relationship higher and deeper than just, you know, so many relationships that people go through that are just so quick and short-lived and, oh, it gets frustrating. But what if you realize, okay, I can take this even to a cooler level? Yeah, and it will always be, what can you do and work on within yourself to bring a better you to the relationship? Not that you don't have relationship issues and things to figure out. I'm not saying that at all. But you can never go wrong by working on yourself. What can you do to your, with yourself physically to get healthier and better shape, to feel better about yourself? What can you do mentally? How can you start understanding your mind and why you think the way you think and why you get stuck in these patterns? And also how you can under your, understand yourself on that deeper, more spiritual level. And really start to like and know and love yourself on that deeper level. Because here's what you always have to remember is remember that we use the term ego a lot. You could throw in evil there. 
<laughs> evil is always trying to get in between yeah. every relationship in this world yeah. because it lives off of separation. If I feel like I'm here and Dennis is over there and he's separate from me and he, he may have different wishes than I have, and then you start to feel like, wait, are you getting competitive with each other or what is this? Well, what do I want? Well, what do you want? What does he want? And evil is always trying to point out where you're different, where you're separate, where someone's better, where someone's worse. So you always need to know the game that you're playing and that... Right, know the enemy. Yes, and that is always evil or ego. Or hate. Yes. I remember once telling somebody, once I understood this, that I said, I'm not letting hate separate me from my wife ever again. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you don't need time to go do your own thing for a while because things have just built up within yourself mentally. It doesn't mean that you don't want to like, you know, have some space where you're, you tell the other oh, sure. person, I'm just working on myself right now. And slip and make mistakes and goof up, etc. Right. Because again, and we have mentioned this before, but when Dennis and I are just not in a good mood and we're struggling ourselves or we're just having a rough day, we used to look very easily. It was so easy for me to kind of just look at Dennis and look at whoever's around you, which again, your partner is around you so often and just think, what something what what can he do to make me happy what can he change you know he's not making me very happy he what, what and it's just like that outward judgment machine that projects what you're feeling or the loss of what you're feeling onto someone else so when we don't feel good when we're in a bad mood when something is happening we don't go after the other person anymore like we used to not as much not as much <laughs> But what the difference is, is we just know, okay, I just need to do some inner work here myself. I need to go work out. I need to go meditate. I need to just have some time. I need to go for a drive. I just need to get back to my truth of who I am. And so that's why you'll always hear us talk about this. It's like before you even get to your relationship, how much do you really like yourself and know yourself? And like the whole point of this podcast, the number one biggest downfall of every relationship is that you think you know the other person and you don't, but it's also the idea that you think you know everything about yourself and you don't. You probably know yourself a lot at the mind level with all the confusion and frustration and two steps forward and one step back and the struggling and the searching and seeking and trying and never feeling like you quite measure up and do all these things in your life. And let's get back to you knowing who you are on that deeper level and then bring that to the relationship. And I think the point is for you couples is recognizing you're on the same team. You know, you're on the same team. And what I think what Brenda was you know, saying really well there was we have learned to then look when the other person is not in that right mind they're in the old judgment mind. We don't try to attack them, attack each other. We try to give that other person space until they get a chance to regroup, recognize what it is, get back into their right mind, and realize, okay, that's what that is. So now we're a team working together, not letting that judgmental old pattern from the past try to break us up, separate us, you know, ruin things for us. You know, just catch that little judgmental voice in the head 
and say, you're not the boss here anymore. Yeah, and there's, there's a new way of being in this world. And you'll hear it termed as a self-actualized person. Mm-hmm. You'll hear a lot of different names to it, depending upon, you know, who who's speaking. But again, the point is, is can you take personal responsibility for your happiness, for yourself on all levels in your life, and then bring that to the partnership? Because then you will have your best opportunity because that way you're not looking for the other person to complete you. You're looking to see how you can up level and support and lift that other person because your cup is feeling full back here. Remember, yeah, it's not your fault. You know, the past is the past. You made those mistakes from that animal mind, but it is your responsibility now to step up. What can I do? Isn't it right? I mean, when you feel more fit, you feel better, you're just going to be more attracted to the other person. You know, that's the body level, the mind level. Ask those questions. You know, who is she really? What could I do to make this a little bit more fun? How could I surprise her with some flowers today? How could I take her out to eat? How, you know, what could we do to make things a little more fun, a little more exciting? Yeah, and remember... There's always ways, like even the question to turn to the your partner and say, you know, what don't I know about you? Tell me something about you that I've never known before. And again, see what you're doing. Like Dennis said, when you ask that question, the old way of thinking, the past and the judgment can't come in because you're asking a new question. And so With that new question, there's space, there's opportunity, there's growth, and that's where all the magic happens. And I think, too, it's we're students of this ourselves. We, this is the stuff where I think is so powerful when you do share, when people are willing to share ideas and insights that you can gather. Brenda and I work on this stuff all the time. Still, we're a work in progress also, so it's not like we're coming saying, oh, we've got everything perfectly figured out, but isn't that more interesting when you can find from other people? We just want to hear what you're sharing, hear, you know, the things that you're working on, what's working for you, etc. And it, all it takes sometimes is one spark, one little idea to ignite something that then can completely turn that relationship or change it and move it around into a better direction. So that's, you know, what we're hoping to do is to be able to share these insights and share the things we're working on. Yeah, and it comes from a place of humility because we have struggled so much and we have failed so much, and we still do. But when we do, we're always thinking like, okay, what can we learn from that? How can we grow from that? How can we evolve and help other people through this? Because the whole world is better as we're together. You know, it's that that old adage of where, you know, fear is trying to come in and separate us. Fear is trying to come in and break every important relationship up in your life from partnerships to you and your children to you and your coworkers to you and your boss relationship. I mean, everything that goes on in this world, uh, evil is trying to separate. It, It loses its power when two people join together for a better, greater, united purpose and see beyond all the illusions of what that fake ego is trying to do to destroy your life, to tear you apart. And so reach out to us by email. 
If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this episode, and if you like what we have to say, always feel free to like, comment, and share on this episode. And then if you would like to reach out to us with any future topics that you would like us to discuss, we will put our email in the show notes. So please feel free to do that. And remember, we're all in this together. <laughs>